Hi, everybody. It's episode 472, Comedy Film Nerds. We've got a lot of movies we're going to talk about today. Toy Story 4, we're going to be talking about Late Night, um, and a action point we're also going to be discussing. Our guest brought it up, and I was like, yeah, you know what? Let's talk about it. An and action then, point. And also, I am mother, so we've got some Patreon sponsors, some interesting trailers, and um, a lot of, lot of creepy doll movies. And uh, some, It's almost like a season. We're getting a it's lot of creepy doll, doll movies. Movie yeah, yeah. It's it's a little it's a little off putting, but uh, I don't I know how. I felt it in the air. It can, yeah. I, it like affects. It makes my knees hurt. I don't know why, or like you know what, like the inner office memos. Then like, look, we really need to coordinate with the other studios' creepy doll movies, and uh, we need to release them all at once, including in the trailers. I'm like, all right, let's see what happens. Well, I'm excited for another so, creepy doll movie trailer. Yeah. <laughs> And ladies and gentlemen, let's introduce our guest. He hasn't been on the show in a while, but a um, a friend of the show. We love talking Star Wars with this guy. We went all the way to Australia to enjoy Star Wars with this guy. Um, writer, television personality, actor, and podcaster. Ladies and gentlemen, Steel Saunders. Father. And father, of oh, course. Oh, you're a father. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know you had kids. Where have I been? <laughs> Graham just got all Maury Povich on his thing. <laughs> <laughs> going to ask for a DNA test. Yeah, I need evidence. I'm going to need hard evidence. Yeah, eight months. Eight months. Little Harrison. Night. <laughs> I tell you the weird thing about his name. So Harrison is quite obvious where we got the name Harrison from. Mm-hmm. Because that week that you flew out, I interviewed him and he it was like this pre-wedding. He gave me really good wedding advice. So you can see that on the YouTube. Um, so Harrison Ford's very important. What is your wedding advice that you got from Han Solo? Um, oh, do you know this story about the rings? So, um, on, I was interviewing Harrison Ford on the red carpet because he came out pre Force Awakens about a week before they had this big, like, festival of nerdery for Star Wars fans hmm. at the Opera House. I remember looking over those very iconic stairs at the Opera House, you know, it's where you sort of people, normal normal Americans when they come to Australia, they don't like get on a bus and go to a cinema like <laughs> out at Knox, they go to the Opera House, yes. <laughs> they don't fly in to watch a movie. Yeah. Oh, and I also, I have to say, I like the um, disparaging of creepy doll movies, <laughs> being that like pretty much Every person involved in this podcast and listening to it has got creepy dolls above them on their shelf right yeah, now. Right, of course, you don't do. think it's creepy. Mm-hmm. You, you think it's man at arms. Yeah, but to mm-hmm. someone else, it's creepy. These yeah, are action right. figures. They're not dolls. So they're not dolls. They're action figures. So we had this big event at the Opera House, and I got to interview Harrison Ford. And one of the questions I asked him was like a debate on the podcast. We were getting married the next week, uh, Jacqueline and I. And if who should have I love you and then I know on the rings, like on the inside. Oh. So one of us, like we decided we're like, I want us all have I love you and the other one will have I know. And so I asked Harrison Ford who should have which because I thought I should have the I know because that's what the guy says. Mm-hmm. But Jackie's thing was because I'm giving her the ring – it should have I know on it. So I asked Harrison Ford and he just laughed. And he goes, pal, I've been married a long time. And as he said this, his hand reached out and touched me on the shoulder to ensure I got this information. He goes, pal, I've been married for a long time. You're getting the I love you. And then he just laughed in my face and walked off. <laughs> but a memory was made. Yes, it sure was. And how do you... Say no, that. you have to, that's definitive. That is the, that is the answer to your question. If, mm-hmm. if Harrison Ford, the man who uttered those lines tells you which rings to wear, there's no other higher authority on which ring. That's it. It's, it's been decided. Cause he's also an ordained minister. Yeah. So. <laughs> there's, 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 there's the county court. Yeah. The Supreme court. Yeah. And then the Harrison red carpet. Yes. That's it. That's your judiciary system. There's no... It's yep. a, it, that moral authority supersedes uh, mm-hmm. a higher power, in my opinion, yeah. in, that, in that instance. So then with the name, Harrison Ryan. So we named him after Harrison Ford and we mm-hmm. like the name. But then his middle names are named after his grandfathers. So mm-hmm. his name is Mark. No, it's Harrison Mark Leonard Saunders, right? 
but it's named after my uh, our parents, our, our, our dads. But then I did this like thing for Solo. I fought Ray Park, Darth Maul, on TV in Australia, and it was it was like the week mm-hmm. that Harrison was born. So mm-hmm. they showed a photo of Harrison in the you know like because it's a morning TV show, and right. it's like oh this is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, our little nerd friend like had sex once. His his evidence of this is <laughs> <was> produced. <laughs> He's got the goods, mm-hmm. um, and um, they were like musing. They're like oh he named it. It's like it's Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, and he must love Star Trek as well, Leonard Nimoy. And I'm watching the like the replay of it. Someone sent me the footage and I'm like, nah, no, 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 no. I'm like, I'm half nutbag. I'm not full nutbag. I totally name him after all these nerd actors. Yeah. One just, is enough. Just just the most handsome nerd actor. We yeah. just picked like the, the, the pinnacle and mm-hmm. uh, went from there. So um I was uh, in reviewing the films that I went and saw Toy Story 4 last night and um, it's a total new judgment on films because to leave the house, to organise to go to the cinema and see a film, it's such a commitment. Oh, yeah. It yeah. absolutely is, especially with a uh, with an under one-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Likewise, mm-hmm. to come to a podcast in Burbank, yeah. quite a commitment. So pick <laughs> yeah. up the pace, Graham. That's what I'm yeah. trying to say. <laughs> Make it worth my work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I can always tell the new parents because I get eight texts before the uh, the podcast on the way. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's right, yeah, yeah just to confirm one year old. it or yeah, to make sure, like or trying to move it, trying to uh, can't find the address, not sure what's going on, and uh, I'm like, oh yeah, right, new parent, got it. <laughs> what, are, what, is, I would, I, 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 what are your and Graham's names? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As I can't correct you with me, I'll just say fuck off. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But on the way here, right? I um, I'm at that big intersection, like coming into Burbank, where just before all the Warner Brothers billboards start mm-hmm. on the side of the thing, and I'm in the right-hand lane, and unbeknownst to myself, it's a turning. You have to turn. You're right. obligated to turn. There's no option, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm in that, but I want to go forward, and it's still red, and there's like three cars behind me, and I'm like, it's my fault. Like I've got to take one. I've got to go off track Mm -hmm. and then go. But then when I turned, there was no other cars going the other way. So I just, you turned straight away. And then I had the green light and then I got to go. Mm -hmm. So it actually made it a lot faster for me by several seconds. There you go. But I'm sure on another podcast being recorded in Burbank right now, someone's like going, see this motherfucker in front of me was in such a hurry. (laughs) (laughs) Well. I don't hope that's being said right now. Yeah. Like I was trying to like play fair. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And because um, I like it was me, I messed up. Why should the three cars yeah. before me suffer? But car karma because I played like that. Say fifteen seconds off my commute. So nice. I gotta think. I gotta say here. Is the last time we all podcasted was when we came to Australia to do the... No. No, we did in the garage. We did we a did garage a, Yeah, one? yeah. And we did a uh, Green Guide Letters. We did a... Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. we did in the garage. Yeah, we, we definitely... Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been... I've been all right. Okay. And, you know, getting but, back to that movie, like when you have a, um, a new baby and when you first then do date night with your wife and you go to the movie, it's like a huge ordeal. I'm like, we're dinner and a movie? It feels like we're going on vacation for four weeks. So you go out... And then I remember I wanted to see Sin City, so my wife didn't know anything about it. We're watching Sin City, and it's horribly graphic violence. And she just turns at me, this this is the movie you took me to, and we haven't been out of the house in six months. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it has Bruce Willis. Okay. So. <laughs> but uh, it becomes an, everything becomes an event. It does. Leaving the house and uh, you know, going to dinner, movie, everything. So yeah, we're, we're, we're I get it. We're, we're moved. Oh, I tell you, when we got that invite to go to Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. oh man, the favors. Yeah, like I was. <laughs> there's this dude that I see at the end of my street every day, and I was like, that guy, he's in the area. He yeah. can look after him <laughs> But it was, I yeah. was like. Mm-hmm. I can't. Somebody in LA is going to watch my child that yeah. day. Yeah, I was. It, luckily, it, it. I didn't have to lift up too many rocks, but I was prepared to. Um, <laughs> I, I needed. I needed that edge. Yeah. And I felt so bad for you. This is one of my worst. This is like the thing I begrudge the most that anyone can do to me, and that's make me feel guilty for no reason. 
Like, I felt so bad that you couldn't go to Galaxy's Edge. And I'm like, oh, he'll be, you know, this is something he'll regret forever. And then I was like, oh, so was Graham on tour? No, he, just, he, was, yeah, he was going surfing that day. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that you picked surfing. <laughs> and I had tickets to New Kids on the Block. So that's part of it, too. So I had this whole thing planned. Um, I went surfing and then New Kids on the Block were playing down in Anaheim. Joey McIntyre, who's been on the show, mm. was, a, was a friend of mine. It was the only time I could see them perform. I already had all this lined up. I had tickets. I had five, five of us were going. My surf buddy, uh, Walker, uh, his girlfriend, Gary Brightwell has been on the show and his girlfriend, they live down there. And so like, we all had this whole thing planned. And so Chris was like, do you want to go? And I was like... No, I can't give up. I can't. You know what his response was, too? It was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, still really want to go. Take somebody who really, really wants to go. I would love to go. (laughs) And when I heard you were my replacement, I was like, well, this is fitting. This is is justice. I I, I appreciate that as I um... (laughs) am. But you should feel guilty. If there is a... (laughs) (laughs) Ixnay on the guilty. Yeah, yeah. So the lesson is... (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, I was like... I was like, yeah, who'd you get to go? He goes, Steel. I said, well, that's the greatest thing. You will appreciate this. And I'll get another opportunity to go to this because we have a fan of the show who works down at Disney. Yeah. So this thing, I'm glad this happened for you. Okay, well, hopefully that day you get another invite. 98 Degrees is playing. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can snag that ticket yeah. too. But I, um, to make it, it was, I, I did fulfill your space well. Um, this is, sometimes things happen that I don't know they're happening. But then I realized they're happening. When they let us in, you walk under this tunnel and it's sort of like once you go through the tunnel, like the rock sort of changes into Star Wars rock mm-hmm. and um, then you're in there. I didn't even know that I was doing I just ran off on them. Like, oh, yeah, I was, yeah. I, I just, I was like, yeah. I was like, ah! Yeah, just yeah. Like ran I mean, that's not an exaggeration. He literally did that. He like he literally put his hands in the air, screamed, and ran off like an eight year old. So awesome that they just knew it. Yeah, like where is he going? Did you and have then, to get him in Lost and yeah, Found? Yeah. Like where did you pick him up? Well, I had like the angel of my wife over my shoulder, like as I was like about a hundred meters away, just like going, "That's pretty rude to do, Steel." Right? <laughs> <laughs> you should at least turn around and acknowledge them. <laughs> so. And, uh, you know, it's 14 acres. It took us four hours to find it. Well, <laughs> so, that's good. <laughs> but it was uh, it was an amazing experience. We talked about it on the show a little bit uh, before, but uh, there was a couple things. Like, we were there for five hours. We still didn't get to see everything. We didn't see the cantina because mm-hmm. there was a giant line, and uh, we didn't make lightsabers. So that was the other big giant thing that people wait in line for hours and hours for. But this is the thing. I, I like Star Wars has so much discourse in it at the moment, and I, mm-hmm. I always, like, my thing is, like, don't get mad about Star Wars that happened before. Like sometimes people like go, oh, we didn't find out about this character. And it's like, well, what'd you know about the Emperor? in know, yeah. right? mm-hmm. people are like getting all like torty about, oh, the lightsaber is like $200. Yeah. And it's like, bro. Yeah. Where, you, where were you at like, like East Brunswick Comic Con in, in 97? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were 200 bucks there. Yeah, as yeah. Well. and you didn't get to make it but your you, own. You had to bite off the mm. comic book guy from The Simpsons. Now you've got yeah. this Jedi yeah. dude guiding you on how to build it. You get this experience. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know, all that stuff is so. And like, the, there, there's so much at that land, like you could enjoy it and never go into any of the stores either. That's what's so incredible. Like the whole thing is so immersive and interactive. Like, and we didn't even have the data pads because we couldn't use our phones. But, you know, the data, the, your phone turns into a data pad and you can like scan crates to find out what's in the crates. And you can like, there's games that like you get points and um, complete missions just on your phone walking through the land. I always, I, I, I wish I just want to say real honest. quick, Debbie Gibson came out and did a song. Yeah. Kids on the block. That was just fantastic. <laughs> was it Shake Your Love? Was that it? Uh, yes, it was. This is the, uh, this is the mixtape tour. So thing. Tiffany was on the show. Mm-hmm. Salt and pepper, it was fantastic. Ah, uh, the um, yeah, the, the I know two of your songs too. <laughs> I knew all of the songs, and my one friend was like, "How do you know all these songs?" And I was like, "This is the power of MTV back then." When I was, we didn't have cable in in my house, but in college, every dorm, 
apartment, we always had cable, and we MTV was so powerful. I was thinking about this. It was so powerful. It was on all the time. We watched, oh, there's a new video. I knew everybody's music videos. We had that and ESPN on. That was all we watched was sports and music videos. So I knew the lyrics to all of these songs. It was so great. I sang along. It was, I had a fantastic <laughs> Anyway, you guys were at the Star Wars thing. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, we, and they were kicking people out. Like, I, I loved watching, like, the videos of the people that got in, like, for the reservations, because it was only four hours, and mm-hmm. somebody somebody put it in a video, like, yeah, we waited in a line for the cantina for an hour and a half and to make a droid for an hour. And I'm like, well, then you missed half the land. That was most of your time. Mm. So, uh, I mean, we just enjoyed literally just walking around and looking at everything, and then, well, we'd get to do the ride four times, too, which was really cool. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. like, the ride is decent mm. um I, I find the lounge room in the Millennium falcon is far more f- like the like the line yeah. like parts mm. of the line are like really i, I found mm. better than the ride but once they've got that other one i think like from what we heard it was, oh it's yeah rise of the like resistance a, is the giant one yeah a, a, that's why it's not ready yet. a mind blower but mm. i love there's like we didn't get to see this because it was sort of like a soft opening sort right. of thing They've got like characters. So there's like girls that play Ray, and then there's this other character called Vi, mm-hmm. and she's like a resistance spy. And they're just out in the park. Oh, and if you're up to play, cool. let's mm-hmm. go hide. Let's yeah. go taunt Kylo Ren. Let's go do stuff. So there's all these videos of like, especially kids, like meeting Ray, and, and like they go on little, they're like hiding behind boxes, and it's like, just playtime. Yeah, and the store troopers oh. will come over and, and they'll uh, interrogate you. Like, sir, what is your business here? Sir, like, yeah, oh, we got really fun. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah. we got a bit of a shakedown. Mm-hmm. We got a bit of yep. a shakedown. And they, the way the land is broken up. We had to up. go through metal detectors for new kids. Yeah, so I can understand that. <laughs> <laughs> Were you asked what your business here was? Yeah, what is your business here, sir? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, because there's yeah. like, this is only for women in their 40s. This yeah. is, you're, you shouldn't be here. I'm here to live in the past, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, and they all have like um, like areas. Like part of the spaceport is where the first order is. So that's where Kylo Ren and the stormtroopers are. But then, as you get to the marketplace, you know, you see some of the characters. Then the rebels are out in the woods. That's where you see like Ray and Chewbacca, and you can see Chewbacca fixing the X-wing, and it's yeah. it's amazing. It's like a whole planet, but it's been like Jack Bowered. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> everything is just remarkably close. Yeah. You can, you can just, you can get, get be wherever you want to oh, be. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. It's everything. You can get it done mm-hmm. in 24 hours. My yeah. favorite my favorite Star Wars fact of the whole thing that um, we got let in on, there's um, the bathrooms, the restrooms, however you say them. In, in Star Wars, they're called refreshers. It's where you go to refresh. But they Star Wars them up, and they were all like, Aged. Know, like, they like aged. aged. Yeah. Really? And apparently they had all these complaints that the bathroom was like dirty. Old and oh, dirty. Yeah. God, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's the greatest yeah. thing you could ever get. <laughs> Shit's too real, man. Yeah. It's too that's much. fantastic. <laughs> and nothing is labeled. There's no signs. There's no nothing. So even the shops and stuff, there's, uh, if you don't have the data pad to translate the. Uh, or names, yeah, or yeah, you don't you don't know what they are. So then the door opens, you go in, and then you find out what it uh, is. So, but I um, I'm interested to know if they can hold out on that. Do you yeah, know what I mean? like I sometimes know, yeah. you like buy in stuff, and you're like, hey, we're not going to have any, and it's like, yeah. hey man, no one's buying any Pepsis. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got a big Pepsi sign. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'll Even though change. it's Coke, you can get Star yeah. Wars. Like we, they didn't have it when we went, but there's Star Wars Coke bottles in thermal detonator. Cans. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which um, another thing people get up. Oh, it's five dollars, and I'm like, if well, you're you, in a theme park. If you ever put a yeah. go, like, man, yeah. don't go to the airport. You're gonna get yeah. <laughs> don't go to a sporting event. Don't yeah, go yeah. anywhere. What like mm. where? When people complain about that stuff, I'm like, what do you? What like, you where do you think you are? All, all the yeah. angry mm-hmm. tweets, like you know how like you can sometimes see where people are. They're all coming from like various ninety nine cent stores around the. Nation. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, so. Uh, to get into some movies let's, let's talk it. about toy story 4 now every time a toy story movie comes out they say well there's not going to be another one and that's happened what three times now there has been um this was like i, I always felt like three was going to be that's it this is the last one they kind of wrap things they up wrap now, three up yeah that's what they did right three's a magic number mm. yeah and uh i thought like yes it is yeah <laughs> 
So this one, um, you know, it, it's a good movie. It really is. I mean, Pixar, even like, you know, we say like even when they miss the mark with like a Cars or something, it's still there's some interesting things in there. But I like this one. I thought like the poignant moments towards the end that they were kind of touting is like it's going to be really heartfelt and stuff. I, I They were, but... I felt like, I don't know if they even overshadowed the ones in three. I thought three was really, I, I mean, I liked three. Chris, man yeah. to man. <laughs> did you weep? I did not weep on this one. I teared up on three, but I didn't weep on this one. As, as his pussy, too scared to weep. <laughs> I was there by myself, bowling my eyes out. Did you cry more? At like th- a man. Did you cry more at three or four? <laughs> I think. Ooh, it's hard to remember. I cried for very different reasons, which I appreciate. Like, because I remember three and how mm-hmm. traumatic, like, like, that furnace thing was. Yeah, that was brutal. Mm-hmm. Like, that was almost, like, unfair. Right. Like, it was sort of like they should have banned it. Like, mm-hmm. there should have been some... It's like you can't play with people's emotions like this, so we're going to have to take this out of the film. It was really bad. But um, I cried for very different reasons, which I appreciated that it wasn't just like... Let's just put them in peril. Like, let, like right. that's the reason. It was mm-hmm. like a t- for totally different thing. Mm-hmm. How um was it? Was it full when you went? It was. It was completely. What day full. of the week did you see? It, it? was a Sunday. Okay. Mm-hmm. I um I was next to a cinema on Sunday, and it was packed. Yeah. With um families and stuff. Mm-hmm. I went on a Monday night, nine thirty, and it would not have been over twenty percent full, mm-hmm. which um. Apparently, means the film's a failure if uh, <laughs> if you're an angry comic book fan. You know, people like post photos of like how many people are. Oh, this film's a failure, and it's yeah. like like you're in one movie theater in the middle of nowhere at an off time. It's like Tuesday morning. Yeah, like, yeah. chill out. Or, or the film hasn't started. Yeah, um, but uh, I made a big mistake. <laughs> so I bought tickets. I had no idea what a movie ticket costs. Because I don't go to the movies that much and I'm from another country. But um, <laughs> there was this type of ticket at the Grove called like XD or something. It had extra letters, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't 3D. It was something else. So I thought it was one way, you know, when you sit in the chair moves, Oh, yeah. Because I know they're around. There's a right, few of them. Right. And I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. like yeah, well, this is not the appropriate movie to have a chair moving thing, mm-hmm. but they're offering it. It'd be rude for me not to take them up. And mm-hmm. it'd be funny just to see what happens. Like... So I'm pumped to move around. I got a beer, right? <laughs> and I was and like the beer was filled to the top. Thanks very much. And <laughs> it didn't have a lid, right? And I was like, hey man, I better have some sips of this <laughs> because once I get in there, that chair's gonna be fucking moving. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it was for, the symbol. It was just like, it was like the screen was bent or something like that. Oh, you went to IMAX. No, it wasn't IMAX. It was like at the Grove. Oh, you were at the Grove and it said XD on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We passed that theater and I, I remember thinking, I wonder what that does. And that was it because it like it didn't say. I tell you what, it doesn't do. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't move. move. <laughs> well, what was it? Was it like a more crisper screen or what? Oh, I don't know. It was bent. I just, mm-hmm. it just had like a big curve because mm-hmm. I know like now when you go into like Best Buy and that like the most expensive TVs now have got the. It's it's all about bending in. That's like mm-hmm. the new thing. Um, so yeah, but it was, and it was a mat. I thought I was going into like. If the chairs are moving, I thought it was going to be like a smaller thing. Mm-hmm. I walked in this massive thing, all these people sitting there, and I was just sort of like, I wish I could see like someone was filming people walking in just to see one dude walking by himself with a beer that he just had a few sips out of for safety. Just looking <laughs> at his face like, as he realized, fuck, these seats aren't moving. <laughs> I was actually pretty excited <laughs> for these seats. So the seats were very comfortable, but... Um, but they didn't move. Zero, mm-hmm. zero movement. Did you like the movie? I... Okay, so I, I established my parent rating. It Like, I, sh- I wouldn't have normally gone out to see it. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't do this podcast, I wouldn't have. And I would have regretted going. But as a film, it's awesome. Oh. Right. I, I, I really liked it, but yeah. it just didn't warrant. Like I was saying to Chris before, like at the start of the year, I could, like, I'm like, I'm going to see Avengers. 
I'm going to see the Manson film by Quentin Tarantino, and I'm going to Star Wars. They're my three films for right. the year. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, 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 I'm building... I've got to make sure I've, right, I'm, right, I'm nice right. enough to that many family, or not even family because I'm over here, but that many friends. I just have to keep, I'm like, okay, I'll be nice to them. They can, they can cover my Tarantino film. Like, <laughs> but um, so, you know, it was, it's in, a good movie. So yeah. the, the premise is Andy's grown up. Right. Was Andy the parents? I, I, I don't know if I... I don't think so. No. So it moved on to a new family. Yeah, that's what it, it seemed like. I mean, there was a little, it got a little confusing, for especially for an animated movie. I'm like, wait, who is this now? Because they did have some flashbacks and kind of like, well, this is Andy's sister. And like, what's, because Andy went off to college. And because another and then, toy. And then another toy, yeah. Went somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm trying to be vague to um, not spill the beans. But I was like, is that Andy's daughter? Is that Andy? Like... I imagine, right, I was thinking about this when I watched the movie. So, Andy, he's definitely college age. How much therapy do you think he's gone through to try to, like, explain why these toys just are moving around? Like, like <laughs> that would have to fuck with you on some level, but every time you go back. I thought, you- isn't only the bad kid Sid saw them moving? Did Andy no, but see they're move. They're like I left it here. Like so, they got this right. forky <laughs> new character. It's yeah. everywhere. Like the kid, right. the kid's like three years old and is trying to learn responsibility. He puts forky in the backpack, mm-hmm. and forky's like out on the street. Yeah, like, and I will say that that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. I was laughing throughout the entire thing. Whenever the um, forky is basically a um, a toy that the girl made in school, so it's just a spork with um, pipe cleaners and, like, tape on it. And um, because of that, he thinks he's trash, so he's constantly trying to get into the trash can. And he's like, no, you're a toy. Trash. Toy. Trash. And he keeps jumping into the trash can. So uh, that I found really funny. And, uh, um, like, getting back to, like, the real heartfelt moments. In fact, Tom Hanks said that the ending was so emotional in a moment in history that he couldn't face the crew while recording his final lines because I got emotional with them. Um, which is a little weird for an animated film to use the word crew, but uh, <laughs> um, it said it it's came just around. a sound booth, right? Yeah, that's a couple, it, yes. like a one or two sound yeah, engineers. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty um, bold words for yeah. someone that needs someone to hit record on their podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, we treat our crew very well. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> you just need one idiot to press a dumb button while a couple of morons talk. I don't yeah. see like any any idiot could do that. And this came around. Oh shit! I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Aaron. I didn't. I didn't think you were paying attention. In this game, six weeks after co-star Tim Allen said he couldn't get through the last few scenes because of how emotionally they were, and uh, also Don Rickles because he passed away in 2017. They recorded his part um, as the classic toy, the uh, Mr. Potato Head, because the family actually reportedly contacted the student and asked if there was any way they could create a performance using the recordings that they already had. And they said yes. They used the recordings from the films, video games, and theme parks, and were able to put together like all this dialogue from uh, you know previous recordings, oh, which was kind of cool. That's so cool. So it was one of those movies too that's like, well, you know, three kind of wrapped it up nicely, but it was still a good movie. I mean, it was still good. It had those heartfelt moments. And I'll tell you, the creepiest dolls of every uh, of all four movies. I mean, they had this this gang of ventriloquist dolls and they were so creepy because they did everything weird like the way they moved the way they it was so weird like uh, i'm like you know that they spent a lot of time getting that just creepy enough for the way they moved well we are in creepy doll season. we are in creepy doll season yeah as soon as you mentioned those creepy dolls, mm-hmm. you, for the viewer at home who can't view uh, you miss me do a very camp scared flailing the, 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 <laughs> when that first doll popped up it yeah. was like that I, I i really appreciate how they take like doll like toy culture mm-hmm. and develop these new characters and because mm-hmm. the the little gabby gabbing gabby like mm-hmm. that character mm-hmm. and like her setup and she was right. a bit of like a um uh, there's like she's got these other dolls and the premise i'm trying not to talk about the premise they set up but the the world that they have in the collectibles the antique shop Mm -hmm. is and then when it's sort of revealed what her like motivation is and stuff it's it's really good how it how it fits into like real world 
It's almost like a toy antique Game of Thrones in that shop. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, I was. I I really liked how you know because you know the ones that are set in the bedroom and stuff like they sort of took it somewhere else. Right. And it wasn't just replaying the same thing, but they mm. took like tropes of other toys and 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 of the the antique store and mm. and even like the the carnival with the carnival toys and stuff. Yes. I, mm. I thought that was um. That was Key and Peel. They did a really good job. Yeah, they were. Uh, I think it was a rabbit and a like a chick, but they were sewn together. Yes, so one of them was on the end of the other one's hand, and they. Uh, um, but it was great. I mean, they obviously have a really good chemistry. So to bring that to like an animated uh, characters was really fun to see. Now, for the most important opinion on a film, and as a father, <laughs> <laughs> I realized the toys are the parents. Like at the start of the film, I was just like, oh. Yeah. That's why it's this Disney trick to like, Mm -hmm. how do you get like the parents to take the kids to keep seeing these films? And Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, the toys of the parents. Yep. Really. Because they're the ones chasing, running after them and helping them grow up and all of those things. Yeah. yeah, And and then like upset when they're grown up, but happy for them at the same time. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I was. Empty toy nest. It was. When it, it just, it hit me. It, you, it was so weird to watch it a different way. Right. Like, as a father growing I know, I, I was like, I don't mean to talk down on you, but it's a benefit of this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I went surfing Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> it was great. It, yeah. It I did whatever I wanted. <laughs> yeah. It definitely gives it a whole new meaning. Like, definitely more subtext. Yeah. Text underneath. Have fun pissing so, in your shorts. Yeah. How <laughs> <laughs> how well, is not having? So if I have a child, I'm going to piss in my short. I'm not going to piss in my shorts. Well, you won't be able to go surfing. I don't get it. Don't you go? Don't you like urinate in your shorts when you go surfing? <laughs> <laughs> well, he has a wetsuit on. I think that make it harder. <laughs> well, no, I'm not wearing a wetsuit anymore. It's the mm. summer. No. I, Wow, that's a weird. That's a weird takeaway from. Isn't that surfing. all what all surfers do? Yeah, it's right? just everyone just pisses. I'm yeah. pissing in my shorts right now, yeah, yeah. just because I like surfing. I, I, in my mental image of, this is this is it's so weird when you don't think about the things you think about. Whenever I've pictured you surfing, always topless, that hairy chest blazing. Like, because why would you need a wetsuit? <laughs> and pissing in the shorts. Is that is that the image that's, that you had? That's just me topless and pissing in my shorts. That's how I surf. That's how I am right now. To You're people like a, listening at this right now, I don't have a shirt on and I'm You're pissing like a in my hairy shorts. Bellagio. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's what I do. The one for the bio, buddy. There you go. I'm like a Harry so, Bellagio. So um, check out Toy Story 4 for sure. And uh, we'll be talking about more in the uh, spoiler app that will be uh, dropping next week. So let's talk about Action Point. Now, you saw this like uh, on streaming, right? I saw it on Hulu. On Hulu, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite of the Lou's. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I wanted to watch it was because the dollop did this podcast on this um, theme park in New Jersey called Action Park. Mm-hmm. And it was like the most lawless, renegade theme People park. People got hurt and died there all the time. Right? They mm-hmm. built a semi-functioning loop water slide yes mm-hmm. where ev- it seemed like every fourth person legitimately came out bleeding yep. like wow mm-hmm. but the theme park was seriously just like like concrete water slides and all the, like you see the footage they'd have an alpine racer track where a car would go down but you could control the car so it could jump the track and you would spill out yes. all the time yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and but then it was like and they also served beer there and it, they didn't really card people. So, And this didn't work out. Like this caused injuries, yeah, beers weird? and unregulated yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's no. weird. Human beings are usually so smart and can mm-hmm. handle themselves. Sure, it caused injuries, but it also worked out. It was a very <laughs> successful theme park. <laughs> You're wrong. So this is the movie that they made about it. Yes. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the, What's his name? Johnny, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. The park was so wild that the theme park ended up buying the hospital new ambulances because the ambulances to save time, like Uber drivers, like, you know, if you're an Uber driver, Mm -hmm. you might just like, hey, I've got, like, if I've not got a fare, I'll just drive past the concert. So the ambulance, if they didn't have time, they'd just park at Action Park because that's probably where the next call would be coming from. (laughs) So, yeah, so Johnny Knoxville, and you can watch, there's an awesome, like, mini documentary about it on, um, on YouTube. And then there's this other web series I started getting into called Defunct Land, and it's all oh about yeah yeah those are good stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah so that was really good so the um, 
Johnny Knoxville of, of Jackass fame, um, who I knew back in, there was a skateboard magazine called Big Brother and he sent in an article about shooting himself and that's sort of how he got famous. Um, he made the film, but it's kind of, it's not based on the theme. The only things that are the same is like, there's a crazy theme park. That's it. And there's some advertisements that they film in the movie that are a lot like the ones they filmed with this dude in front of a water slide going, oh my God, Action Park's the best. Like, and he's got like the best mullet ever. So it's like, well, you're an authority. You seem to know your theme parks. <laughs> Apart from that, it's got nothing to do, like it's the classic like big theme park opens up the street like rag ragtag you know band of theme park employees have to save the day but johnny knoxville i don't think he watched the end of any of those movies because this ends (laughs) very differently than um like bikini shop where they won Mm -hmm. the race and the bikini shop gets to stay open a great film um (laughs) bikini shop they guys they made bikinis unknowingly with surgical stitching so once they got wet they dissolved Brilliant. And um, as in the 80s, as this stitching dissolved, my manhood formed. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. Big Monday night on TV. Um, So, um, but it also takes, it has this jackass thing where they did their own unnecessary stunts. So at one point, oh, the conceit is he's an old man. And he's telling his granddaughter about this theme park he had in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And he's, as an old man, because Johnny Knoxville is known for two things, jackass and bad grandpa. Right. So they've, comp- they've like, okay, you're running out of ideas. We'll do it. You're an old man. And then you'll flash back to when you're in the theme park when you're doing stunts. Mm-hmm. Right. There's at one point, we just mar- we watch it and then just like, Drink every time there's an unnecessary stunt. <laughs> he's telling the kid some story about the theme park as an old man, but at the same time he's turning on the stove, right? For nothing to do with the film whatsoever. The stove explodes and oh his face God. catches on fire and then he just keeps talking. And the daughter's like, <laughs> but it's like, this is for nothing and you risked your eyeballs against Claim one of nature's clear enemies of the eyeball, right? <laughs> and so it's just like there's all these things of the natural predator, unnecessary, the <laughs> un- unnecessary stunts all through this film. And then in the credits, they sort of show behind the scenes of the stunts and stuff. And that was kind of the film they wanted to make. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. They but, wanted to do a jackass movie in a theme park. Yeah, yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. But if you go in with no expectations, and you just want to laugh at how it just doesn't follow any rules of cinema and it's just right. all wedged in. We had a great time watching a bad film. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I oh, get good. that. Now, if I'd gone to the cinema to watch this, I'd be on a news report by now. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an extreme waste of my good, leaving house privileges. Good streaming or airplane movie is what uh, we're hearing. Well, real quick, on the airplane, I saw this uh, Evil Knievel documentary when I flew back from the East Coast, and Johnny Knoxville is one of the guys they interview about how... Oh, cool. And they interviewed Johnny Knoxville and then a couple, like, you know, extreme sport athletes, and they all talked about when they were kids, it was Evil... He, Evil Knievel was the first guy to do that. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an interesting doc. I saw it on a plane. I don't know where else you could get it, mm. but it was interesting. Low license fee. Yeah, it's got a very low license <laughs> fee. We had a, there's a, I don't know if he was Australian. He might have been American. There was a, a stuntman called Dale Buggins. And I think maybe he was from America, but he'd come out to Australia to jump stuff for us, right? Jump our Australian stuff, jump cars on the other side of the road, right? And so <laughs> we had this like show, like this sort of fair thing, the Royal Melbourne show that goes for, like in the school holidays. And he was there jumping. And we were like two days from going to see him. I was so amped. And then he like committed suicide oh in God. his hotel. Ooh. And I remember I was like seven or something. So mum had to explain to me why, what happened and what that, like, I didn't really understand why he didn't come out of his hotel room. And then when I got like my head around it, I was like, why didn't you just try to jump more cars? Yeah, you just kill yourself that way. Like, why not just make... Eventually, you'd succeed. Yeah. Just, just go nuts. Like, I'm going to mm. jump off of this bit roof, and then I'll kill myself that way, and at least we'd have a good show. 
pour some kerosene on some crocodiles. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And Set jump. up a ramp. <laughs> <laughs> and just fucking go for it. Um, so, all right. So, uh, check that out. Um either on an airplane or streaming and uh, have your expectations low and it's okay. And uh, Expectations low and um, other things very high. That would be my advice. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, now, Graham, you saw Late Night? I this did see the Mindy Cowling movie, I did right? see uh, with Emma Thompson. I saw mm. that when I was on the road and there's some really funny moments in it and mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was pretty well written and uh uh, some massive helicopter just flew over us. Um, but they, uh, and it's with, you know, Amy Ryan, and they work together on The Office. And um, it was, you know, it, it was, there's some funny moments in it. There, there's. Because um, we had a guest who liked it. Yeah, we had a guest mm-hmm. who liked it. And that's why I was, I wasn't going to see it initially, but when our guest said they liked mm-hmm. it, and I'm forgetting which one, but I was like, oh, all right. And, it was, and there's, there's funny moments, and Emma Thompson's funny, and mm-hmm. um, there's, there's the, the supporting cast, and. Um, and as our guest said, I think there was some sort of... It was Cole. Yeah, Cole Stratton. That's right, Cole mm-hmm. Stratton. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a fine little comedy. You know, it's worth, it's worth uh, you know, do you need to rush out and see it in the theaters? Eh, maybe. I don't know. I was on the road and had a little time. I think it's something that you watch on a plane or at home and it'll be a fine comedy. Cool. You know, it'll be a fine little 90 minutes. Is it about late night television? That's correct. <laughs> yes, and uh, Mindy Cowling actually worked for Conan O'Brien as an intern at some at one point. Yeah, which and, it felt that felt sort of authentic of like what a writer's room is like and mm, what late night TV is like and right. the network politics and all of that and the mm. writers fighting to get jokes into the monologue and all that mm. shit felt very sort of authentic. I haven't worked on a show like that, but just knowing a lot of writers that have, it felt right. authentic in that regard. She so. um, posted up a photo of... I think because she was in the one, um, the Ava, what was the one, Stitch in Time or whatever it's called, the big Disney, Wrinkle in Time. Wrinkle in Time. Mm-hmm. She was in that, and they had like a big publicity blitz for that. And she, the bus stop out the front of where she lived on like Fairfax and Fountain or whatever, um, had her big thing. So it was like, oh, I used to live in this apartment, and now out the front is this bus stop, and I go bus that bus stop all the time. And the ads change, and every time I go bus that bus stop, and I see who's in it, I go. I wonder where that person lives. <laughs> I wonder if they lived in here as well. So you gotta hope. I'm a lot of free time walking around this kid ground. Really, so you just know. always walk around with a kid going, "God, I wonder where everyone's living." Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. And the last um, movie we'll talk about is uh, "I Am Mother." This is a streaming movie. Um, basically, what it is, it's the end of the world. Humanity is gone. And there's been bunkers created where they have a bunch of embryos and they Earth, start... They, 2020. Yeah. yeah. They have yeah, a, a, a robot. We're 18 months out. <laughs> yeah. Could be, for sure. Uh, we have a robot that starts to raise um, a child. And we and the robot is, of course, called Mother. And the Mother is created by Weta Workshop. It looks really good. And uh, they wanted to do, like, an, uh, a homage to HAL 9000 because it has, like, the, you know, the eye in the, in the center. Um, but here's the thing. It's definitely one of those like low budget sci-fi type movies where you're supposed to have like a big idea, but like on a small budget, like a pie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but as you're looking at it and like, all right, well, no, there was some money behind it because there was a decent amount of special effects, but the, the cast was very small. You have Hillary Swank came in as like, uh, someone from the outside that just showed up and you've got the girl that, uh, was being raised by the robot and then you've got the robot and... That's generally the amount of cast that's in this film. So, um, but what happens with sometimes these movies, it, it, it's almost like everyone thinks the movie's smarter than it really is. <laughs> like that kind of thing, like, uh, like, look, we're exploring all of these themes and like, uh, you know, humanity and human nature and um, technology. I'm like, yeah, you kind of are, but you're not really going anywhere with it. And then... Um, there's a lot of like, um, random things that kind of happen. All right. Well, if the robot then, you know, is raising this person, but then there's dangerous robots outside that are shooting people like, or how are we reconciling this again? It's a little vague in your explanation. And then it kind of goes off on these weird kind of tangents where, well, if that happened, that doesn't make sense because this happened earlier. Like there's a, a couple of like 
logic flaws or leaps that don't really mesh. Like it, it really felt like one of those movies that had a lot of drafts. And when you have a lot of drafts in a film, especially if you're trying to do big sci-fi type ideas, like something in the third act that got rewritten now doesn't match something in the third act, the first act that maybe didn't get rewritten. So that really what it felt like kind of like uh, very uneven, but it was okay. I will say this for a Netflix film. It was good. <laughs> so right. yeah, because they're, I don't know what they're doing in their feature department, but uh, this one was at least watchable. And it had a couple of um, interesting ideas and moments. So it's definitely worth a little bit, uh, worth your time. Um, you will not see it on a plane. It's uh, <laughs> This is the only place you'll be able to you see could. it. You could. You could. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. You could. If you uh, took matters into your own hands, you could, for sure. I can't get into the Netflix films. If they, if they chop that film up into, like, five parts, I'm all over it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Love a series. <laughs> yeah, you can, that you can binge over three days. I think the only Netflix film I ever watched was... Um, Candy or Bindi or it was about Jennifer Aniston was like a, a she had a daughter who was a bit chubby and Jennifer Aniston was like a beauty queen. Oh yeah, that just was released a couple months ago. Yeah, we watched it at Christmas and we watched the trailer and you know how like the Netflix trailers are like fifteen like five yeah, yeah. yeah they're like half the movie and we sort of like started like oh this film seems terrible and then they give you so much of the plot I'm like oh we've got to watch this film this is Candy Bubsy. Thank you. I, 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 just know, I just know it was a nickname that she didn't like being called. Hmm. Bunny? Hmm. Dumpling. Dumpling. That's, That's it. the one. Dumpling. Dumpling. So if, I, I'm just going to wedge in high recommendation with, for, for Dumpling. Right. I, I left, feeling, left my lounge room feeling far better than I entered <laughs> it. With. So uh, we have some Patreon sponsors this, uh, this week. Uh, Johnny Rulon is promoting the novel Green Cheek, A Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's on Amazon in both digital and hard copy. It's an experimental stream of consciousness novel which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and her mortal lover T.S. on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. The website is happyhorrorshowproductions.com, happyhorrorshowproductions.com. Fanboy Planet, a website and podcast for all things geeky and amazing. Check out Fanboy Planet for your comic news, movie news, TV news, and amazing interviews with industry insiders and artists. Fanboyplanet.com. I just did an interview with them to talk about uh, the comic book, Long Ago and Far Away. So uh, check out fanboyplanet.com. Would you rate your interview as amazing? So I I would say um, good. Let's go good to... Uh, <laughs> no, all right, yeah, I'm kidding. It's amazing. <laughs> Wait a sandbag yeah, yeah. of <laughs> You brought down, grading on a curve on these interviews. Yeah. And... No, it's really good. The, uh, the guys over there really good. Is that how you yourself? I'm yeah. an okay interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all right. I'm yeah, all right. It's like, yeah. I'm not horrible. I mean, uh, if you can get somebody else. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was really it was really fun. And uh, I like one of the, those interviews where you're not just kind of in Skype. We were actually met in a Starbucks. We did a face-to-face interview. They're always more fun, for sure. Um so, and Chris Parker Howard, Coffee Over Suicide. It's a dramedy podcast about mental illness and choosing life over death. One cup of coffee at a time. New episodes every Friday, wherever podcasts are found. Find out more at coffeeoversuicide.com, coffeeoversuicide.com. Alice Frazier brings you a series of three genre-bending solo stand-up shows. She's the host of Tea with Alice and co-host of the Bugle podcast. And the shows explore the boundary between comedy and tragedy. They were recorded back-to-back as a three-hour show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival with a binaural microphone, which creates an intensely immersive listening experience. Check out alicefraser.com with an S, alicefraser.com. Can I, um, can I vouch on that one? Absolutely. I, I actually haven't listened to them yet. Sometimes when people do stuff that's like super good, it's like, yeah. Let us know when you do something average. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I, got, I got a steam to deal with here. <laughs> but I've heard people rave about those shows. Alice is, mm-hmm. is awesome stand-up. Yeah, yeah. They're really good. It's, it's, I've been on uh, Tea with Alice. I love it. Mm-hmm. And the art podcast with Rebecca Evans. When we move past hesitation, we're true to ourselves and find our own art in life. New episode with artist Mickey Caputo. Um, theartpodcasts.com. Theartpodcasts.com with an S. All right, Graham, let's bang into some trailers here. Oh, We've got, uh, yeah. Ready? Uh, Sons of bitches. Let's do uh, Trolls World Tour trailer. Oh, official, trailer. official trailer. Official <laughs> <laughs> trailer. See Graham's enthusiasm yes. and knowing Trolls was the first one. <laughs> so exciting. Here we go. Oh, we put on the headphones? If you want, or just. You may not. Oh, you may not trolls need to. are doing something crazy, you guys. 
I don't know if I need three minute trailers anymore. Is this the first movie in the Trolloverse? No, it's the second movie in the oh, Trolloverse. Plus there's also the shows. By the way, also fits into the creepy doll uh, area. <laughs> Who was that? There are other kinds of trolls. There's other kinds of trolls. Our ancestors created six strings, each for a different type of music. Pop. <laughs> Funk. Bow, wow, wow, video, video. Classical. All different types of music. Tech trolls. And rock. I'm gonna unite the six strings and destroy all music. Except Chris rocks the villain. <laughs> what about so, Twitter? I'm yeah. gonna need your string. <laughs> we have to unite all the trolls, and if we don't stop. Well, this is the flimsiest of premise I've, I've heard in a while. What do you mean, unite all the trolls, Graham? Yeah, someone wants to get to eliminate other types of music. The dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. But would you be against it? Oh, fuck. <laughs> this is gonna take a lot of hugs. Let's go save the world! This is a terrible idea that will blow up in your face. The country trolls look friendly. Get them! Yeah! Does anyone else think this is crazy? Yeah. Yeah, that's a better comment. <laughs> I'm excited to not go to this movie. Remember, there are family movies and there are kids movies. <laughs> this is solely in the kids category. The kids will just love this because it's shiny and there's funny music and stuff. Yeah, but I'm thinking this is more like um, six and under kind of thing. I think you know, once the kids hit like seven and eight, they're gonna they're gonna go to Toy Story and do that. Really worrying me, Chris. <laughs> oh, what about this? What about if I breed my child and he thinks the only thing that's ever been made into a movie is Star Wars? That is fine parenting, and I think yes. you should do that. That would be like some weird version of a pop culture room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would do like that. Like, I could be like Mother. Frog. Yeah. It'd be yeah. like that movie Mother, <laughs> yeah. except it's like, yep. there is only Star Wars. Yes, this is the only yeah. lesson. And he thinks it's real. Yeah. And you have to exists. study. It's you like have to study news. Star Wars in school. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, and the next one is Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep. Because now everything Stephen King does gets, does gets a remake or a, uh, a movie. Is that Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yes. It is. And Adam Sandler. I um I love how people ask Ewan McGregor if he'd be open to do another Obi-Wan Kenobi role. And it's like, dude, I'm on the press junket for the sleep doctor. Yeah. Come on. Like, I'm, I'd be up to do it. Uh, but here's the interesting thing about this movie is that it's actually a sequel to The Shining. Ah, because I just saw the red drum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's the kid grown up. Um Ah, got Imagine. you. The one, the one kid that escaped from right. Mm-hmm. Also, oh, you McGregor's the kid. Yeah, so it makes it interesting, uh, the premise-wise. But uh, the Is, trailer's not doing anything for me. Isn't this like a, a sequel to a Stephen King? But he had nothing to do with the sequel. But it's got his sort of blessing sort of. I don't think so. I think he actually wrote. Dr. Sleep, it's, it's a novel. Ah, okay. I don't know about magic. I don't know about magic. I, I just know about book license and fees. Shining. <laughs> Another horror movie where they're showing me the entire movie in the trailer again. Back to the Overlook Hotel in a few places. 
Japanese called it the Shining. You know that's uh, you know you've got it and uh, this one. I mean, it's there's going to be a lot of Stephen King this year. Mm. I think I'll just choose sleep. Yeah, yeah, or a doctor. <laughs> so, all right, on DVD and Blu-ray, we have Dumbo, the oh, flying elephant. Oh well. And uh, I saw this movie with the kids, and uh, you know, it's I'm never a fan of Tim Burton's uh, remakes. It looked beautiful. It was, you know, just the, the way that Tim Burton creates these gothic landscapes and cities, and it was really cool. It was this weird, almost, like, um, gothic version of, like, Disneyland he created, like, where Dumbo was performing and all these things. But the story is very thin, and uh, it's not a great movie, and all the actors just kind of walk through. And, uh, again, if you have small children, they may enjoy it, but that's about it. Hmm. Yeah, but, you know, Tim Burton, a lot of fine films he's made. You don't have to really seek this out if you're looking for something he's made. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't like yeah. a, for a Tim Burton purist. Yes, it's a, you can, you can skip gonna... this one. Okay. This, just, this, is the, uh, this goes into the dark shadows category. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, all right, and the site spotlight and the fan feedback, I want to mention that, you know, we do have a loot crate tier on Patreon right now where if you pay $25 after two months, we will send you a loot crate. And uh, a couple of people emailed and said, uh, well, if we are here for four months, do we get a second loot crate? The answer is no. You, it's a one-time thing. But I will say this, that uh, we said it would be originally about 100 bucks worth of stuff in there. We're upping that. It's closer to 200 stuff. We're giving you enough for two to three loot crates in each one. So Ooh. it's CDs, DVDs, movies. Uh, there's a couple of weird... Dean Haglund trading cards left with conspiracy cards, but we've got all sorts of uh, cool stuff, books, and then all the CFN stuff, Graham CDs, my graphic novel. We're going to throw a lot of that stuff in there for you for the Loot Crate for two months of a Patreon patronage on uh, Patreon. There you go. So You get a bunch it, of bonus stuff. Yep, Chris gets more space in his garage. Yep, it's, it's a win-win. Everybody wins. <laughs> mm-hmm. And a premiering this week, again, another creepy doll movie, Annabelle Comes Home. Uh, I will say this, of all the creepy doll movies, Chucky the Creepy, this one looks the creepiest out of all of them. Because the doll is like sleeping with the girl in the bed or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, and this is part of that we've talked about. Like, if you're into these movies, then you're mm. going to go see this. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, you probably won't be disappointed Mm-mm. if you're like, I'm going to see every creepy doll movie during creepy doll season. It is creepy doll yeah, season. Yeah, you're, uh, you're in. Did you see Chucky? Not yet, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you see it yet? No, I, mm. no, definitely not. Mm-hmm. Um, for several reasons, but I just I, <laughs> it's Luke Skywalker as Chucky, so I know Mark Hamill does the voice of Chucky in this one. Mm-hmm. So makes me want to see it more for sure. Uh, and this is an interesting movie. That, uh, yesterday, I don't know if you know the premise. The, of this I know I saw this movie. Mm-hmm. This looks really cool. The trailer for this, where the guy <sighs> alternate it, reality. Yeah, he gets something happens. The, all the the. the Everybody's electricity goes out, and then he gets hit on the head or something. When he wakes up, nobody, no, the Beatles never existed. So then he becomes, this is all in the trailer, he becomes famous singing Beatles songs. Fascinating concept. Yes. I've got no interest in seeing the film. I have a lot of interest in someone seeing the film and then being grilled by me for the sci-fi reasoning behind this. <laughs> like, I just find it, do they explain it or not? Like, <laughs> I'm not seeing this. I want an explanation. I want, like, like I can't just that. Like, it's sort of interesting, um, like, the concept. But I, like, like, did all the albums, dis- like, did they melt? Like, what what happened to the albums? How did they vaporize? Yeah. yeah. How did they disappear? Yeah, that, I think, yeah. Well, Even I, the original recordings, did they go to? It's all, like, they never existed. It's like something happened and they never, from, from what I see from the trailer, like, he Googles Beatle, and it only shows the bug, B-E-E-T-L-E. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he types in B-E-A-T-L-E. And they're like, no, it's a misspell. Mm. Like, there's no, ne- like, it never. Did you mean B-E-E-T-L-E? Yeah, <laughs> like, it never existed. So mm. that's the premise that I gather from mm. the trailer. To me, it looks interesting. I just love Beatles music, and I want to see how this, wh- premise, plays how this premise plays out. I'm mm. going to go see this movie. So, all right. Oh, does it? I hope at the end, it just follows the trope of, Is like, it Danny Boyle, the director? That's a great question. Yeah. Like, you know how when someone, 
like there's movies where someone's paid to be someone's friend and then they fall in love sure. and then it's like you were paid but I love you now like do you know mm. what I mean like I want at the end where like the Beatles come back and everyone's like dude you said you wrote these songs and I want that explanation that they hint to that in the trailer Ah, he's okay. on like a late night talk show and they're like there's two people who claim they wrote the songs and then you just see two sets of feet standing next to each other one has shoes and one doesn't like when when Paul McCartney was barefoot in the Abbey Road cover uh-huh. so that I'm wondering is it just his does he have a dream and he wakes up and goes <gasps> you know or, ah. or are they really going to come back and say you know we wrote these we're, we're in Liverpool we wrote these songs we never got famous I don't know what it's going to be um, that could really make or break the movie. That could make it, man, this was a cool movie that really went stupid or it's going to be interesting. I don't know. Mm. Because the the thing, the crux that they seem to be showing the lead character deal with is everyone thinks he's amazing. And he's like, but I didn't write, he's trying to like, I didn't write these. And they're like, oh, shut up. Right. You're brilliant. Just take, just take credit. He goes, I didn't, you know, I didn't write, hey, Jude. Mm-hmm. And there's funny moments in the trailer where he's doing it and, and the, there's like dumb record executives like, why don't we call it Hey Dude? I think that <laughs> sounds better. And he's like, really? And it's just like what the world would look like if mm-hmm. the Beatles never existed. I it's, hope there's moments in like where, you know, he's doing these songs, but he can't remember every lyric. So he's kind of filling stuff in. Like, like when he can't quite <gasps> Well, that's remember. what I was thinking about yeah. the other day. <clears throat> I was driving and I saw the billboard for it or it was in my head. And I was like, I wonder how many Beatles songs I could rip off if it got deleted. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd have to be filling in some lines. Like, right. yesterday, Things I... were different, then I changed it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I don't know how much I'd be able to fill in, but I'd give it a shot. I'd give it a shot. I reckon I would... I, I, I think I would go for Hey Dude. <laughs> I would and the album cover would be me shirtless pissing in my shorts <laughs> on a surfboard on a of surfboard. course yeah mm-hmm. um. and uh, the shark's getting pissed on in the water he's looking up going hey dude yeah, yeah. that's the, that's the whole angle guys yeah. this is great marketing mm-hmm. nice um, alright that's so episode that 472 show. guys lock it yeah. down put so, it in the books we so, did it Steel great to have you back on the program great so to be back on the program where can people find you uh, online Steel uh, it's Steel Wars for all my Star Wars podcasts um, if you want to, you know, always posting stuff, photos on Instagram and, and stuff on Twitter, all that good stuff. And yeah, the podcast Steel Wars, we sort of try to cover Star Wars from a, a passionate but tongue in cheek. Do you know what I mean? We tried to get to of course upset thing, and mm-hmm. and that we did um, a big episode about our trip to Galaxy's Edge, which mm-hmm. is also on YouTube, and we've interviewed tons of people from the films. Um, ben Mendelssohn. Came to my house. Nice. He went to the bathroom in my toilet. He, oh, he, he, he didn't do it in his shorts. So, um, <laughs> as far as you know, that's how he scored the invite. That's why. <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I came here and not you come to my house. I was like, Graham won't be able to pour Mendelssohn. I know. Not, not straight in the basin. <laughs> no way. But I did text someone while he was pissing and go, "The guy that built the Death Star is pissing in my toilet." <laughs> and he wrote back, "That's so cool, man." <laughs> 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 So, uh, yeah, check that out at uh, Steel Wars. All right. Well, that is our episode. Now, um, uh, due to um, road schedules, I'll be out of town. So the Toy Story uh, spoiler app will drop next week, and then we'll be back to our regularly scheduled episodes. Mm-hmm. Check that out. Uh, I've got more tour dates. Uh, July 27th, Ron Placone and I are doing another uh, progressive comedy tour in Vegas. Uh, and also we are going to... Um, Madison, Wisconsin, and Minneapolis, and we just added Lincoln, Nebraska, part of the Progressive Comedy Tour. And uh, looks like I'm going to be in Australia in November. Just got it uh, locked. I'm working on a got a date in Adelaide, and I'm working on Melbourne and Sydney, and maybe even Perth. So, uh, stay tuned. Go to GrahamElwood.com for all of the tour dates. Cool. And uh, yeah. you can check out uh, Long Go and Far Away is uh, from Starburns Press. On Comicsology, all of the episodes have now dropped one through eight. They are a dollar ninety nine each. Please check them out. That's our show, Steel Saunders. Thank you so much for coming over to the show during uh, a very uh, hectic scheduled dad time. <laughs> yeah, much appreciated. Ah, oh, dude, <laughs> you, you can any excuse to get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> like, if Chris had have cancelled today, I just would have, like, gone ahead with the babysitting and just, like, drove around. It's like, where are you doing the are you doing the podcast from a supermarket? Yes. Yep. Mm, yeah. That's where I'm very going. busy. Yeah, they record in Amoeba. They're very yeah, connected. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you. Thank you, Aaron Brungar and everybody at the All Things Comedy World Headquarters. My name is Graham Hellwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first. Greeter never shot. <laughs>